hey there welcome back here we are nearing the end of April 2022 and are you just now feeling like you can get to your new year's resolutions or intentions I mean seriously look at we're still dilly-dallying around with COVID and the are we masking or not masking scene we're hearing of China taking severely drastic stances on barricading their citizens into their homes and swooping their pets up off the street, along with citizens of Ukraine being killed or displaced by what appears to be a tyrannical bully, along with talk of food shortages due to inflation, and now fires destroying food processing facilities, government overreaches, homelessness, teen suicide at an all-time high, Elon Musk wanting to buy Twitter and make it private, the stock market bouncing like a yo-yo, and of course, we can't leave out Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, and now Johnny Depp talking about his ex defecating on their bed. I mean, seriously, for the love of all things, what the bleep is going on here? I know there's probably so much more but there's no need to list everything because this alone could be enough of a distraction from you truly living your vibrant life right now. Am I right? I know, it's crazy. In fact, it may be a stretch to even eagerly get out of bed and embrace the day. So is it any wonder why getting excited or motivated to do something could be a bit of a challenge these days? Let's talk about that, shall we? Hi there, I'm Dr. Kelly Ray. I'm a mindset coach counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I'm passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things we perhaps don't like to talk about. But we know we want to be better for ourselves because it's good for our kids and their kids to come. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that happened to you and continues to keep you maybe somewhat stuck at times and each and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about getting unstuck, detached, let go of the past in order for you to live the life you want to live in spite of everything that seems to be going on. Look, I get it. It can be so easy to want to make a shift in your life. For example, get in shape, lose weight, get more restful sleep, eat better, pay down debt, be in a healthier relationship, be a better parent. But no matter how much you want to make that shift, you just can't seem to get motivated enough to really put the effort into it. Maybe you do it for a day or two, or a week or two, or even five months. But then before you know it, you're back to the old habits that caused you to reach a point of wanting to make the change in the first place. Moreover, maybe there's been some difficult experiences that happened to you that have caused you to struggle with letting go long enough to make a shift. I know I certainly have. Many of us get stuck in the past of our need for certainty. And after the last two years of being tossed ass over tea kettle, as my mom used to say, it's probably safe to say some of us aren't necessarily feeling very certain about things like we did previously. 
Certainty is one of the basic six human needs we have and is fundamentally about survival. We need to feel certain that we can avoid pain and ideally find some comfort in our lives. Letting go of the past also means stepping into the unknown. And for some of you, you're thinking for crying out loud. We were just thrown into the unknown and are still trying to figure it all out and how to swim through it all. The thing is, we humans are swift at adapting to any situation. And if you don't believe me, just look back over the last two years and see how you've managed to get through all the craziness. Yes, we definitely didn't do it perfectly. But being human isn't about perfection as much as it is about living. Where have you stopped living? In my opinion, it takes courage to let go of what is familiar, even if it's negative. And being vulnerable enough to embrace and learn from what's ahead. For example, did you know what life had in store for you when you learned how to walk? I'm sure in your childlike mind, like mine and everyone else's, we saw walking as being like everyone else that was around us and an opportunity to get us somewhere faster than crawling. But were we prepared for falling, running into things, maybe one day being a track star or landing our dream job? No. We just wanted to walk and took action towards that very thing. The reason it's so difficult to learn how to let go of the past has to do with the way we link emotion to information. Consider for an example. A young woman is teased for her body, its shape and size throughout her formative years. And the kids at school do something to her that causes emotional pain. She may tend to bring it up over and over again throughout her life. Even though she's an adult now, she still finds herself battling with her feelings because she can't seem to get away from these same types of people she dealt with when she was younger. She's finding these same types of people at work, church, the grocery store, her kid's school. But there is a very real reason why she can't figure out how to let go of the past. Think back for a minute. Think back to the tragic day of 9-11. Chances are you can probably picture who you were with or what you were doing when you heard about the terroristic attacks. Can you say the same for August 11th, 2001? Your memory is likely blurry when it comes to those details. Few people can remember what was happening a month prior to the attacks. This is because we do not retain information that does not have feelings attached to it. The same is from March of 2020 when COVID was shutting down around the world. Information and experiences with emotion makes an unforgettable impression. What is this costing us? How do we loosen our grips so we can move forward in a healthier, happier way? What if I told you that we're not experiencing life, but we're rather experiencing our mind? Your thoughts 
definitely influence the life you're experiencing. Is it any wonder that some people have become more fearful or angry as a result of the last two years, while there's others who have walked through it with a smile on their face and seem to excel no matter what? I know you've seen these people in everyday life, and I know there may be, have been moments where you felt like you were either one of those folks at any given time. Maybe you started out hopeful and determined to get through this with bells on. And then before you knew it, you found yourself feeling lost in sadness or hopelessness or defensiveness or angry or not knowing where to turn. And the more time you spent engaged in your screens, phones, TV, the more these feelings seemed to take over. Whereas the more time you spent engaged in your own life, the more happier, the more productive, and the more joyful you became. There truly isn't anything more powerful than being fully present in your own life, free from the past or the future, but rather experiencing life right now. The thing is, if we're not teaching ourselves to be present with stresses and technology of the world constantly triggering us to leave the only reality that is this moment right here and right now, Anything outside of the here and now present moment is something you've made up about the future or it's a memory and even our memories are tainted. Learn how to experience life instead of remembering it. I think this is one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves is experiencing life in the moment. We can build off the present. In the present moment, we can shift. We can start and stop if something is working or not working. But if we believe right now that we can't get in shape, we can't lose weight, we'll never have an attractive partner. Not an attractive partner. I mean, a healthy, attract a healthy partner. Somebody who will be good for us and we for them. Then what? is there to even get closely motivated about if if we don't think that we can do that if we've already set our thoughts up to it'll be too long it'll be too hard not much it's like we're setting ourselves up to fail before we even start which then if we even start at all it's a whole lot of doubt fueling us along then when we give up or it doesn't work out we have our inner critic which if any of you have been following me long enough, you know I call my inner critic Trudy. That one comes out and starts shouting, See, I told you it would never work. Why'd you even bother? Ugh. That darn inner critic and that constant reminder of the past. I'll give you a little side note here. Your inner critic only has your past to draw off of. And I can also tell you, they taint, they look at that past and manipulate it any way they can to manipulate you and your motives. Just putting that out there. And where is this inner critic housed? Not out there in the world, but rather inside your mind. Again, we are experiencing life from inside our mind, which is merely reflected in the outer world. 
This is why we see some people who can't seem to get out of their own way no matter what. And others seem to be the luckiest people in the world. And the only difference between them is the thoughts that run in their mind. Now let's talk about some ways to shift things around for good in order for you to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. So get out your list here and let's, let's, let's go through these. Number one, turn letting go of the past into a must. It's not an option. It's not a maybe. It's not a one day. It's a right freaking now must. Leave no room for talking yourself out of that. The first step is to acknowledge what is holding you back and think about why you must move on. What exactly are you holding on to? A failed relationship? A misunderstanding or an argument with a friend or a family member that you just can't get over? Do you need to forgive someone, either in person or in your heart, so that you can let go of anger and step into a more peaceful state? What is it? Only you know that. Once you have identified what's holding you back, ask yourself, what are the reasons that I absolutely must move beyond this? How will your life change when you learn how to move past the past? How will it change the trajectory of your relationships and help you stay connected with your partner, for example? And how will you feel in the new chapter of your life? This is one of the most important parts of the process because it will help you stay committed to letting go of the past. Gaining a clear sense of purpose is essential to establishing any goal. Your purpose will serve as your emotional drive when you feel like giving up. You will inevitably, let's just be real clear on this, you will inevitably face setbacks, plateaus, and challenges. But if you have a strong reason and a purpose that drives you, you will stay focused and dedicated. Number two, identify your emotional habits. Identifying your emotional habits is one of the most challenging parts of letting go of the past because it requires deep introspection. How do you live your life? What are your limiting beliefs? Where do you live emotionally? Look, here's where it can get a little bit tricky because sometimes we can't see the forest through the trees in our own behaviors, our own habits, our own ways of being. But people on the outside can certainly see it. And then we wonder why we're stuck. We often sometimes don't even know that we're stuck. We don't know what we need help with. We just know that we keep doing the same thing and getting the same result and it's not working out. And so it's very clear to get that. And if you have not previously worked with a coach, counselor, then I'm going to encourage you to do that because we are more objective, meaning we want to be there for you to help you get the best results that you can get for yourself, as opposed to, let's say, a family or friend. And I have no objections to family and friends. They are our greatest cheerleaders. They can also be our biggest critics. The thing is, they should not be put in a position as your coach or counselor because they should just be your family or friend. Those, those are very special relationships that should remain that way. 
When you grow accustomed to certain emotions, even negative ones, you don't notice how they affect you on a daily basis. You don't realize that you're stuck in a negative emotional loop. You believe you're reacting as anyone would to any given situation. But our unique emotional habits can have a profound influence on the way we look at life, the way we act and how we are at moving on from the past. So why settle for a life where we empower the negative emotions and disempower the positive? Here's another little side note. Oftentimes people think that they are being positive when in fact they're not. It's being able to be open to looking at all of those things to see if they need to be tweaked or shift. Identifying your emotional habits starts the shift towards a more positive experience. Your emotions are like a muscle. You can train yourself to feel frustrated, sad, depressed, anxious, all of those after a challenging situation arises. Or you can train yourself to feel passionate, joyful, and strong even when something bad happens in your life. When you take charge of your emotions, you can learn how to let go of the past in a way that makes you feel lighter and freer instead of fearful and stressed and anxious and depressed. When you catch yourself falling into a a negative emotional habit. Work to cut that off. The thought, switch it immediately. You have the ability, just like a light switch, you have the ability, you've seen this before in somebody. You've probably seen it in a kid, how they can go from crying and something switches and instantly now they're laughing or smiling. We haven't lost that switch in ourselves just because we've become an adult. We've just stopped using it. We've stopped implementing it. I want you to remember you have that switch inside you and you can do that. The more you condition yourself, the more wired those emotions become and the more you adapt to any situation thrown your way. A good example would be you desire to get back to the gym and working out and when you're in, when it's your gym day, you find yourself having lots of reasons not to go. Something always comes up and before you know it, it's been three weeks since you last went. You must cut those excuses off right away and keep that commitment to yourself. Look, some of you may say, I have commitment issues or the people around me have commitment issues or, you know, struggle with trust issues and that. Maybe this is an area to look at it in your life of where have you broke promises to yourself? Where have you broke the own trust with yourself to stay committed to doing something. Go look at that. It's again, not the outside world. It's where have you made commitments to yourself that you have not followed through or you've cut off? Maybe you start there. Maybe take a step forward now with a commitment to yourself of what you'll do and stay committed to it. Remember why you want to work out. Is it for optimal health? for the long term or is it to recover from some health setbacks or have more energy to keep up with your grandkids know what that is number three condition your mind you must be willing to condition your mind daily 
You don't wake up one day and decide you're no longer going to be stressed, depressed, or anxious, and then expect those states of being to disappear because you decided to. No. You must take action daily to create the states that you want for your life. Whether it's joy, peace, confidence, and happiness. You also can't just decide, hey, I'm going to be happy today, and then two hours later something happens, and you're no longer happy. You have to check back in with yourself and say, okay, where can I make the best of this situation? In the beginning, when we're changing behaviors and patterns and habits, we have to be cognizantly aware of what we're doing. Like when you first learn to drive a car, for instance, when you first jumped into the car, you put your hands on 10 and 2 or 9 and 3, whatever the number may be today. You would look at your mirror, adjust it, both, you know, your rear view mirror and your side mirrors. And you, you did all of this ritualistic thing to get your car in either reverse or drive. You, you were consciously paying attention to all those things until you practiced it so much that you just now jump in your car and zoom out the driveway, whatever, however you do that. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about conditioning your mind to change behaviors, let go in of past. At first, it might require you to be present with yourself for a, a period of time to make sure that you're following through and staying good with the way you're wanting to be, the, the outcome you're expecting to have. Now, to be clear, I'm not merely implying here, speak airy-fairy words that make you feel good every day, although those things do help, but you have to back those up with actions. You have to actually do the thing that you're wanting to do in conjunction with those nice, great positive affirmations or words that you're feeding yourself. It can't just be words. It has to be words and actions. If you don't take the time to examine and change your habits, life starts to happen to you instead of for you. No matter how smart you are, how savvy you are, or how inspired you are, if you don't stand the guard of the door of your mind, then you give approval to what's disempowering, disenchanting, and disillusional. Instead of focusing on how to let go of the past, you'll find yourself distracted by thoughts that keep you rooted in negative patterns and habits, behaviors. Tell yourself empowering stories of limit, instead of limiting ones. Feed your mind with new knowledge and positivity. Surround yourself with people who make you want to do and be better for yourself. Work on cultivating a thriving garden instead of a dry patch of weeds. Number four, create empowering rituals. Letting go of the past isn't easy. Empowering rituals can help you cultivate that thriving garden. There's a reason that the world's most successful people all establish daily routines that include things like a healthy breakfast, meditation, physical movement, and learning new things. It's the small rituals that you do every day that build momentum and lead to big changes. It's the same too for bad habits. If you get up every morning and decide you're going to smoke, it just becomes a habit that you don't even think about it. So then you'll have to think about it when you want to stop doing that thing that's not healthy for you. 
Practicing gratitude is another habit that can help you live in the moment instead of the past. Start a gratitude journal or practice it during your morning meditation. I know for myself, it's the first thing I do when I open my eyes in the morning. I just list off things that I'm thankful for or grateful for. And it's the last thing I do before I close my eyes at night to go to sleep. It's a fantastic way to start your day on a positive note. And it's a great way to end your day on a grateful note. It doesn't have to be anything big and fancy. Think of what you have to be grateful for and exactly where you are in the moment. Realize that everything happened to you in the past is what made you the person you are now. A strong, powerful person who can bounce back from anything. When you love yourself and your life, it's easier to let go of the past. In fact, when you've healed from your past, you're able then to help others who want to get past their past as well. Side note, we all have a past. Not one of us is perfect. And each one of us has a story, a journey. And we should be sharing that with one another instead of hiding it. I just know that hiding things and keeping things secret just seems to bring more of that nonsense into our lives and disruption. Let's just move on. These are ways to do that. Number five, shift your focus. So much pain in life is caused by thinking you can control the way other people feel and act. We think that our circumstances are the result of some mysterious force when they are really a result of our decisions. We have the ability to turn negatives into positives, setbacks into opportunities, and failures into lessons. All we need to do is accept that the only thing we control in our own actions and decisions is what we do in our life and shift our focus away from other people and events outside of our control. You can't take back an unhealthy relationship but you can learn from it you can't go back in time and fix a bad childhood but you can realize that your past does not have to equal your future and you can make some shifts and changes so that it doesn't continue to be repeated every day is a chance to start over from the moment you wake up you make choices Learning how to let go of the past means breaking the pattern and focusing on creating the life you want now, not dwelling on the one you used to have. Number six, turn yourself, teach yourself to be present. You must be willing to shift your focus in order to be mindful of the present moment. Remember, the present moment is the only time that matters. The future only exists in your imagination. It isn't real. The past only exists in your memory, and memories can be tainted with falsehoods. The only thing that is real is what is happening right now. And that's why there is nothing more powerful than the human soul rooted in the present moment, free from the past or the future. You can teach yourself to be present. If you want more joy, more happiness, more fulfillment and peace, 
Engage with your real life, not your phone screen. Stop giving in to the temptations of technology to transport you out of reality. Bring your attention to this moment right now and take stock of what is amazing. The biggest key to how to forget the past is stop living there. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's the absolute truth. And so often we're not even aware that that's where we're living all of the time. Being mindful of that is essential. Number seven, work on personal growth. There's no better time to work on personal growth than when you want to learn how to move on from the past. Focus on learning and improving is not only a distraction from negative thought, it's empowering. Take this time to figure out what it means to you. Do you want to do your dream job? Do you want to start that business? Do you want to get a promotion? Do you want to make more money? Are you wanting to create a healthy relationship that you deserve? Do you want to feel amazing in your skin regardless of your age, your gender, or your shape? Once you've identified these areas you want to work on, pinpoint the obstacle you may face and assemble tools you need to succeed. As you gather these tools, consider working with a coach during your personal growth journey. There's something incredibly powerful that happens when you partner with someone who supports your goal and helps you achieve it. Look, even I, a coach counselor, I've had my own coaches I've worked with. And I know some people I've laughed and said, well, that's weird. How come you as a coach would need a coach? Or, And I'm here to tell you, I don't know everything. And I certainly... I'm not really good at sometimes identifying my own blind spots. And that's what a coach counselor does, is helps you to identify those blind spots. Look, you have family and friends that might be able to point out your blind spots, but then we take that real personal because we think that they're being critical or that they're being judgy or they don't want the best for you. Let them be your family and friends. Let them have that that amazing role that they've chose to be in your life and work with a coach or a counselor to help you with this growth that you're wanting to do in your life. Let them serve that role for you because their intentions and goals, I know mine are, is to help you reach whatever desired outcome you're wanting and to support you in the process. Number eight, surround yourself with positive people. What separates those who achieve their goals from those who don't? It isn't time. It isn't skills or money. It's knowing how to use the law of attraction to get what they want. They know that why what you focus on is what you feel. So where focus where your energy goes, your focus flows or something like that. I know I probably got that backwards. But I think you get the idea if all you're focusing on is how crappy my job is or how unsatisfied I am with my relationship or how my kids are always getting on my nerves or whatever, I can tell you you're going to see more of that. In fact, that's all you're going to see. And the same is true for if you're always looking for the bright side of things. It doesn't mean you're delusional. You could be delusional either way, but 
if all you're doing is looking for the silver lining, the good thing that comes out, the more of that is what you get to see. And the more you surround yourself with people who are like that too, the better uplifted you're going to be. Look, I can tell you this for sure. You become the company that you keep. And if that's not clear enough, I'll give you an example of prisoners. How many prisoners do we hear about that when they get out of jail or prison, they become repeat offenders? They're, you know, you see something happen there on the news and then we find out they got a rap sheet that's a mile long and it's not a surprise to anybody that they're back in prison again. Why is that? Well, we could give you all of the tools, all the power, all of that in the world, give you all the reforming classes that you could possibly need. Yes, there's going to be a percentage of people that will take all of that tools, skills, and personal growth in prison and come out and make a difference in their life and not go back to that way. But the majority of people do not. Why? Because it's almost like being in detention at high school and you're all just sitting around talking about stories and getting ideas and you become the environment you keep. Is it any wonder that there's even rogue uh, prison guards that are committing crimes inside the prisons because you're just around this environment all day long any more than if you're around Positive people who have things going for them in their lives that are wanting to grow and wanting to do new things and experience new things. There's a whole different vibe to that group too. There's more adventure, more fun, more laughter, more, you know, growth and possibility of things. I don't know, having some new chapters in your life that you never imagined. And I just kind of throw that out there just as an example. And I know you know what I'm talking about, but... So let's get, let's finish up on this one about surrounding yourself with people. I can't say that enough because I've seen the result of what it is personally when I've hung around people who weren't willing to grow or change or live more than what their existence were. My life became that as well. And, and I know that I probably had that influence on some people. Is it any wonder we outgrow friendships sometimes for that very reason? Letting go of the past is much more difficult if you are around people who are constantly reminding you about it. When you surround yourself with positive people who are committed to growth and progress, you'll find it much easier to move on. Number nine, give back. Lastly, as you strive to understand how to let go of the past in order to feel motivated about moving forward, find something you want to serve that is greater than yourself. Live for your family, your community, for humanity. Motive does matter, so find motives that go beyond you. No matter how broke you may be or how broken you feel, you have something to share with others, even if it's something as common as a smile or a listening ear. When you finally realize that the secret to living is giving, your life will improve dramatically and you will be able to see how to move forward. Your life matters. And if you align yourself with the truth that you're here not to get, but to give, then other people will feel your authenticity and open up to you. Giving back reminds you what you're made of. 
Focusing on the needs of others has a way of empowering you to do more than you thought possible. Think about when you first became a parent. Life changed very drastically from being a non-parent to a parent. You all of a sudden had so much more inside of you come out that you couldn't even imagine the love that you may have had, the protectiveness that you may have had, the, the joy that you may have felt unbelievable for sure you'll feel benefits immediately and you will become grounded in the moment you become more productive and you find creative solutions to problems you find strength when you're exhausted and you'll learn how to let go of the past and step forward into the future in a more loving conscious and compassionate way You'll also discover a strength and confidence and a resiliency and tenacity about yourself that maybe you haven't felt or experienced ever. It's an incredible thing. Let me just tell you that. So as we prepare to wrap up this episode, I'd like to leave you with some final thoughts. Understanding our thoughts, emotions, and focus helps us understand why we struggle with our motivation towards wanting to change or do something different. When we realize these thoughts and emotions stem from being focused on the past, whether it was a lost opportunity or a failure of some kind, we allow it to hold us back from progressing forward. And when we allow it to hold us back from progressing forward, We also see the desired outcome in the future, and it seems like it'll take forever to achieve. If you're finding yourself struggling with being motivated enough to go after whatever your dream is, whatever your goal is, then I encourage you to get in touch with me because I can definitely help you reach that desired outcome. And if in the meantime you found this episode or any of the others I've done helpful Would you be so kind to follow and share this? Because together, with your help, we can make a significant difference in the lives of others. We just don't know who may be needing or wanting or desiring this information, this help, this opportunity to do something for themselves or to help somebody else they know. Lastly, here's some ways that you can connect with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. It's D R K E L L Y R A E. My Facebook is Dr. Kelly Ray B, B is in Brown. My website is drkellyray.com. My email is drkellyray at gmail.com. And until next week, please know. I send you so much love.